Welcome back, everybody, to another emotional BME breakdown. It's your co-host, Ian Lee. Following up, Andres Leon. Hey, it's Chloe Soriano. Today, episode two, we'll be talking about the professors that we've had and our past experiences with them. Disclaimer, this is exterior experiences, so we haven't had all the professors yet, but we'll name drop some of the other professors that are still on the faculty. Yeah, so this is all of the professors in the BME department, except for our very first one, which I'm pretty sure every engineering student has encountered one way or another, and it's the most famous Dr. Rom himself. So Ian, you want to take it away? Sure. I think in our cohort of engineers, most of us had Dr. Rom for intro to engineering, if you did have him, and... It, it was a memorable experience for a lot of us. For some, it may have been better memories. For others, not so great. But me personally, I had a great time in his class. I was sitting in the back uh, with a couple of friends, Ben Alves, Luis Cortez, Colin Gerlock. Quick shout out to my boys in the back. And we it was around lunchtime, and it was one of those classes that would run for what felt like two hours long three hours three hours it was a three hour class three hours a three hour class and it was during lunchtime so we would bring our lunches with us and this was still during the covid era or towards the tail end of the covid era so everyone was still masked up but we made sure to bring our lunches that we got from the cafeteria and we'd have our spread out and dr wrong nicely enough would allow us to eat in class i mean as long as we didn't make too much of a rustle in the back. Ben definitely pushed the limits a little bit when he was eating his strawberries, smacking on them, and then spitting out the, the root leaf part of the stem. But, you know, we... You we know how to smack, Ian. <laughs> we, we made it work in the back, and I think, as we mentioned in episode one, having friends in classes, especially tough classes, makes it a blast because... I think Chloe could definitely tell you that when we had to do our little sketch drawings. Oh, for sure. Oh, mate. Or anything to do with like AutoCAD. Oh, those those were some long classes where you definitely needed people to help you keep each other like on your toes and awake. And Dr. Rom wasn't afraid to call you out as well, which I think was probably the best part of the class because he kept you on your toes and was always saying, stop monkeying around or... Yeah, he would always like just have like the weirdest catchphrases. Like one of my friends who's like in mechanical and aerospace, like he told me like last semester at the very end, like they had like a bingo ROM game night or <laughs> something crazy. like that. And it was literally of just like all of these weird phrases that he would say like, oh, you can't be monkeying around like that or oh, this stupid thing or just like some. I feel like he was just like, he was like a goofball too, in a sense, because he, he was like very personable with his students. And I think he told a lot of stories. I feel like most of his classes, they weren't like lecture based too much, like unless it was like showing a demonstration for like AutoCAD or like showing us, yeah, something for like some coding, because we did, I think, C plus in that class a little, <laughs> yeah. C plus plus a little bit. And for the most part, he was just like telling stories for the most part. And some days they were interesting and some days that three-hour class felt like hell. hell. <laughs> yeah, for lack of better words, hell. But it, it was good times, I would say. And they'll never have to hear Rom complaining about students using rulers in their drawings. Because I got called out on that 
second class. That was our first homework assignment, by the way. We had to go draw like a daily object that we see. I decided I would draw my microwave, my mini microwave from the freshman dorm room. And apparently it looked way too clean of a drawing because Dr. Ram straight up was like, Ian, you can't use a ruler. I didn't even say I used a ruler. He just straight up was like, Ian, you can't use a ruler. I know you can't draw lines that straight. Actually, he said we can make a straight edge, a makeshift straight edge by ripping a piece of paper and using the edge of the paper. How is that different from a ruler? I couldn't tell you. I honestly couldn't. I honestly couldn't. But it, it built character. Honestly, I think that's what that class did. Just so moving on to our second professor is Dr. Bohorquez. Um, you guys are going to end up experiencing or having as a professor, I would say, second semester freshman year, unless they change it from this point forward. But he's known for teaching BME 112, which is Introduction to Biomedical Engineering. So this is where you get more specific into your major. And then in the future, like I would say like junior, maybe early senior year, you end up taking BME 470, which is biosignal analysis. But for BME 112, it's just um, like a freshman class, just to kind of just give you like um, an introduction of to what BME is about. Um, and then also certain like softwares that he thinks like would be useful for your future use. Like the most famous one that he loves to use is Arduino. Um, and the class is not necessarily about like learning how to use Arduino, like you're probably only going to spend a few weeks on it, but it's more about seeing how something like that could be applied to like a medical device. And then I think at the very end, you might be making like, like a, some kind of project or something like that. Yeah, and well, I'm taking his class for 480, which is biomedical instrumentation, and I haven't taken 470. <laughs> so I, I know the numbers don't match. But um, for 480, it's a great class. You all you will do it's MATLAB straight from the get go. Uh, first class, you're already into MATLAB because MATLAB is a great tool and he makes it. Uh, he's one of the only professors that I'm pretty sure that teaches MATLAB and makes it that you know how to use MATLAB for the future. And well, I'm taking his class now, so I couldn't tell you how hard or easy the class is. But since I'm doing this podcast and he may hear it, Dr. Bohorquez, if I get an A, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm, I took his class BME 470, which is uh, biosignal analysis. I took that last semester. So that was my fall semester of my junior year. Um, and yes, it's kind of the same thing, or I guess it's like a, was it like part one? Like I think BME 4, 470 precedes BME 480 into that like you just use, for example, like you would get ECG data and your job is to use MATLAB to kind of filter out all of the noise and then kind of just, you know, zoom in just for a lack of a better term on what that data means and like what's actually happening. So you could be like, oh, like based on like filtering out this noise, like they're experiencing like arrhythmia or something like that. Well, at least coming from the pre-med perspective, I don't think we end up taking 470 or 211 or no 470 or 480 with Dr. Borges. We we only really take 112, the Intro to Biomedical Engineering, and I think at least for me the most like memorable part, kind of what Chloe said, was the Arduino project at the end of the year because it was really just a chance to show off like the culmination of like all the little things you learned freshman year from like Dr. Rom's like little like AutoCAD or like solid work stuff and sketching 
all the way up to like the BME or like engineering design process, which is kind of like what the class introduces in 112. And I don't know, for my project at least, we made a automatic uh, helmet that turned the light on, uh, automatic light that turned on in the dark or like once it was too dark out after a certain light sensitivity. And it was pretty much just like a construction hat with a big fat unicorn drawn on it. And then we hid the motherboard in like this little like launch pad um, sling backpack that we got from one of those like giveaway events. And we ended up just like throwing together a video where we pretended to be like Steve Irwin in the Australian jungle looking for frogs and bugs by Lake Osceola (laughs) at night. And to be fair, it worked. And Dr. Bajorquez, shout out to him too, especially during that. He's actually also like super good for like um, resources as in like if you kind of tell him um, what your goals are, like if you want to go for research, he kind of, or if you want to go for like internships, he can name drop the most popular companies that UM have alum, like UM alumni have gone to and succeeded in. Um, Cause I did that last semester and he's helped me a lot on like my internship search. So. Yeah, and following a little bit what Chloe said, like don't be afraid of asking him any questions because he's super resourceful and he knows a lot of stuff. And he also, for those interested in research, he also used to be uh, uh, the one that accepts uh, for RU. He used to grade the people that will submit their applications and he'll give uh, tips and pointers to know what's good. Like a poster would be great if you're doing research and all that type of stuff. He knows that because he used to be one of those people that will defer you or accept to you into RU. So our third professor is Dr. Ganser, and he's the one who teaches BME 211. Um, This is probably going to end up, you're probably going to end up seeing this or encountering this in your sophomore year, which is MATLAB for biomedical engineers. And one of our co-hosts here, Andreas, actually does research with him. So do you want to start on Dr. Ganser? Yeah, yeah, sure. I can take it from you. Uh, So Dr. Ganser's class, I mean, at least when we took it, because we took it like a whole two years yeah it was yeah exactly fall semester sophomore it was a while ago for us and we're juniors and um he teaches the matlab class and the class itself was pretty good because then again uh all the resources that you're gonna need for matlab he gives it to you it's like a book and you're supposed to just get all the information from there and you do a lot of ekg ecg stuff and he makes it look not matlab in a sense that you're not going to use it but matlab in a sense that if you do research you're gonna uh he, he makes it like uh examples in real life examples that you would use matlab for and coming into research uh when i got out of the class he mentioned the idea of if you guys are interested in joining my research please uh follow up because he was barely starting his research his research and the miami cure to uh, miami prayer to cure paralysis and I noticed that like two or three people literally raised their hands and were like, oh, I'm interested. But uh, they didn't follow up and I, I did follow up. So he saw me interested in actually joining his research and he just took me right away. So I've been doing research with him since then. And he's a great professor to research with. Uh, guy, yeah, he <laughs> he's super chill. He knows a lot. Then again, he went into industry and he's also very connected in networking. He knows a lot of stuff. You just got to become friends with him. At, at the beginning, he's like shy, but he's a great guy. And he knows a lot about the BME uh, of our medical engineers, students, and he's willing to help you. 
And yeah, going back to the research, I'm not allowed to talk about what I do with him, but uh, I've done a lot of stuff like projects with him. And and yeah, no, he's a, a super good guy. And if I were to do research again and start from zero, I would pick him again. And I can't really speak on research, but I can definitely speak on the BME 211 class. Um, I, yeah, I did like MATLAB that summer before um, going into the class. So I kind of, just from my research, but honestly, yeah, super cool guy, super chill professor. Um, you do have a final project at the end, and probably this is like one of my proudest BME moments, but um, me and my group for that final project, it, I think it was like, what was it, making an app to detect what kind of arrhythmia it was, and everybody got the same data. You just had to test on its accuracy. He gives, I don't know if it's like still true, but he does give a, like a lot of opportunity for extra credit points. So me and my team um, kind of took that as our advantage and we just went like bonkers on the creativity aspects. Uh, one of my team members actually ended up putting Kanye on the app. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, and then we ended up having like a mascot option. So we put Sebastian the Ibis, we even put Dr. Ganser's face on the app. And then we even put like SpongeBob on there, so. Yeah, honestly, super fun class in my opinion, and honestly, very resourceful guy. Could you imagine us presenting and then seeing Chloe's group, and then all of a sudden, Kanye pops out? <laughs> we just lost it. Like after that, we couldn't just keep up with the, her presentation. But yeah, it was it was good times. It was good times. So our next professor is the other one who teaches BME two eleven, and he actually teaches BME four forty, which is biomedical measurements. Measure. So this is Dr. Toff Nielsen, and Ian actually had him for BME 211. So do you want to go ahead? Yeah, I think our experiences for BME 211 were kind of different in the sense that with Dr. Toff Nielsen, ours was a lot more project-based. So we didn't have any exams. We didn't have um, quizzes or anything like that. It was mainly just these week-long projects that we worked on. And the class was at night which I think was the only downside of it because Dr. Toff Nielsen, he makes it really easy to follow along, I have to say, especially for MATLAB when it's your first time being exposed to a coding language. And if you haven't coded before, um, it's... Good luck. In, yeah, good luck, no. <laughs> good uh, luck. It's a, it's a very intuitive program, I feel like, where a lot of it, it's not as technical-based. Most of it, it's um, written words and strings and characters for the most part. So it's not something too hard to pick up, but the way he walked you through it just made it a lot more easier. And he used a lot of his industry examples that he had, as well as a lot of um, hospital examples. So um, with the different monitors uh, measuring like blood pulse um, or blood pressure, and then as well as just like um, EKGs, we were always remaking those type of reports. And yeah, th those were just like, grind out sessions at night. Now we have them in biomedical measurements. Yeah, BME 440. And honestly, like, um, it's kind of like a second part for ECE 201, which is electrical circuit theory. But in the like for Dr. Tuff Nielsen, like, he's actually like super, super thorough, like very thorough. And he'll give a lot of examples or analogies to help you understand, which I found to be pretty helpful with um, the experience that I had for ECE. Yeah, it's vastly different than Andres, Andres right here. who thought so. BME measurements was using rulers 
to measure different lengths of the body. <laughs> Let That's me put crazy. that out there. <laughs> it's more electrical. Before class, before class even started, Ian came up to me. We, we met for, to talk about this podcast idea, right? And just to solidify the idea. And then Ian comes to me. We're talking about, well, what class are you taking? And I'm like, no, I'm taking biomedical measurements. Man was like, uh, what is that? We're doing a ruler to measure the femur? And I'm like, no, my man, that's ECE part Bro, two. Bro, that's ECE nah. part two. And then nah. it was Ian's life like literally that. flashed like before that. his eyes, bro. Chloe can vouch for me. And Chloe's right. Yes, here. yeah. No, I, I can vouch. That one. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> moving on to our next professor, we have Dr. Huang, who teaches BME 375, which is uh, Fundamentals of Biomechanics. And then he also is like the professor but like his TAs kind of take over for the lab which is um, BME 303 that's cell engineering lab and then he also teaches um, like another I think it's like tissue mechanics not sh necessarily sure on the course code but he also does research and he can help with industry so first we'll talk about BME 375 um, I took that <laughs> I took that spring semester of my sophomore year so I took it quite a bit early but um like just basically the class is about you're using physics one knowledge um like free body diagrams force like static equilibrium all of that stuff but applying it to just like the human body so like at joints such as like the knee the elbow the shoulder um which is what i really loved about that class because I would say, yeah, your first two semesters, you're kind of just getting all these gen eds out of the way. And then you're just kind of like, hey, what do I do with it? Well, this is the first class where you actually do see where physics comes into play. Um, and it kind of, I think that class really just um, helped me with the idea that I was more interested in the dry lab aspect of BME, not necessarily the wet lab aspect of, you know, like, culturing cells, cell passaging, just all those culture techniques. I think I was more interested in the mechanical part. Um, so that was kind of a wake up call. And at least I got that in my sophomore year. Um, and so because that I, I was interested in that, I decided to approach him for research. Um, and so first what he does is like he asks you, well, what do you want to do after you graduate? And I said, well, I have an interest in going to industry. And he said, OK. Um, and I told him that I wanted to work into the dry lab aspect because he has like uh, the wet lab part where, again, it's like all of the cell passaging and then, like a lot of pre-meds and people who are going for their PhDs kind of go into. And then you have the dry lab aspect where you kind of work on the mechanical or the electrical part. You you let him know, like you can talk to him and he's very open to um, like meeting with you if you're very eager about that. And then. So what I did was I told him about the dry lab part and that I was interested in the mechanical part. And so, um, and that I wanted to go to industry and with all those three things in mind, he was like, okay, um, I can give you SOLIDWORKS projects for you to work on. Um, I can't necessarily do say what um, my projects, like what the goal of it is at the very end. But what I can tell you is that he is very intentional, like intentional, intentional about like helping you towards your goals so yeah uh so yeah following along with what chloe said for 375 it's a great class uh yeah it's just anyone you ask any senior you ask they just say it's just physics one steroids 
And that's literally the definition of the class. It's a great class. All that he does is cover and talks about their slides and having his slides and then just follow along those slides and you should be good for the exams. And there's no quizzes, but the homeworks resemble the ones, uh, the questions on the slides. And um, the only issue that I had with the class, I love Dr. Juan, don't get me wrong, but the only issue that I had with the class was the time that you had to do the exams, that you literally run out of time. Even if you study for 50 hours and four days in advance, it's just you always run out of time for those exams. Kind of what Andrea said, like the biggest tip for that class is, I mean, and even Dr. Huang tells you is that you just have to practice the homework over and over again. Like don't do it to necessarily memorize, but do it for speed um, and to understand, like, again, like truly do understand the concept because there might be like a little wild card component he'll throw in there just to really test if you know it. And if you do, or if you'd like follow through with the process, then he's going to end up giving you most of the credit. So. Yeah, that's not exactly what I wanted to hear now because I'm currently taking the class. What I really loved hearing was the attendance really helping you out. Oh, yeah, he's class. really good about like having attendance on there. <laughs> so, yeah, so definitely show up to class because I heard that could boost you up by like a letter grade, half a letter grade. Definitely show up for that. This is coming from a kid who's only been in it for like two weeks so far, mind you. <laughs> Moving on to our next professor, she teaches BME 310, and that is Dr. Hellman. She, so BME 310 is mathematical analysis in BME, and from our understanding, she works under Dr. Mons in his optics lab. What I really liked was that she was the, like, for all the women out there, she's the first female engineering professor that you guys will have, and it's really nice or, like, and refreshing to see because you can kind of also see that, like, mother quality from her she's actually like she's very thorough when she teaches like she'll go like through her notes just to make sure she has everything down right and she'll handwrite re like rewrite all of her notes on the whiteboard and she'll do it with you and she'll make sure like every step is there and if she skips a step she'll like explain what she did and then if you have questions about it like after class you can go up to her just to like go through it um and yeah, no, like such a nice and very fair professor, I would say. So. Yeah, it's it's just if you like math, you're gonna like the class. She's just amazing, like Chloe said. Um, it's a rewrite from the slides on the whiteboard. And for the exams, just be aware of uh, the the word problems. It's more word yeah. problems, and instead of like Differential straight, equations. yeah, instead of like straight yeah. up solve because. I think that's one thing that some students have struggled with, especially on the first exam, was that they didn't expect all of the scenarios. They mainly expected like, oh, equation, solve, equation, solve. No, it's like more of like, hey, this is just, uh, like a lot part. of, yeah, exactly. exactly. Like just like the class name is, that's what the exams are. Yeah, based on. yeah exactly. So and take advantage of the cheat sheet for sure. Because she gives you one cheat sheet front and back, I believe. You can write as small as you want. I've seen kids who've wrote microscopic microscopic yeah because you she said you're allowed to um write it down like online and then just print it out have it like a printout of it or you could just handwrite it so some kids did that um but yeah no there's kids who would sometimes seem like they would have like the entire like textbook mm -hmm. on yep. their cheat sheet and definitely a lot more applicational because it's really just differential equations and then a little bit of linear algebra and calc three and yeah, it's pretty much just all word problems, I would say. And she gives you plenty of examples in class as well, in like ways of like 
going around like different like scenarios or like certain um, like conditional statements. So then you're like fully prepared. So there's you won't see something that you haven't like been shown in class, which I think is really nice. So it's not like one of those where you feel like it's impossible on exam. Everything there is like very like doable, very, 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 very fair. Yeah, and like also if um if you are interested in like optics, especially like um or yeah, just monkey eyes. Yeah, monkey eyes. She, she does she... research on monkey eyes, which is so sick. Like and she's so excited about it. It's so cool because like one of the times, dude, last semester, she was she had to like stop class and she was like, Guys, I just got my monkey eyes. <laughs> they finally came in. No class next week. <laughs> we're just like She's so passionate she about it too, which is so nice to see. So like especially like if you are interested in like her research or like with mons too ask her about it just ask her because she was willing to answer any questions too so moving on to our last professor of this episode we have dr dower who um he teaches bme 265 which is human systems physiology and there's a lab associated with with it too but it's only taught in the spring semester and um a lot of people know dr dower as like he's He's like kind of everywhere in UM, like the clock tower, the like in the front of the Richter Library, he donated that for his parents. Um, and also he's one of the admissions like officers for the Miller School of Medicine. And he's like an iron era. So like he's very well involved with the University of Miami. So like I would say like as a former pre-med, I would say like being in BME and pre-med, you're at a huge, just like a huge advantage compared to the rest of the people who are also like trying to compete against you. Because he even says that like in like the very first class for human physiology is that like he just introduces himself and he's like, hey, I'm like here as like a resource for you, especially because you're BME and you've been through all of it because he was also BME too. Like he knows exactly what you're going through. So therefore he's there to help you. And it also helps that if you are interested in going to the Miller school, definitely talk to him. You like you would, this class is offered in like your sophomore year, but I first like encountered him, I would say freshman year, whenever he gave that talk, like every fall semester, I think it was with AMSA. Yeah, I yeah. think it was with AMSA. Yeah, it was with AMSA and he, it's like, AMSA offers it every fall semester and it's literally like an hour of him just talking about what do they look for? Especially what does he look for since he's an admissions officer? And like, he doesn't sugarcoat it at all. Yeah, like, he so he'll tell you straight up, like, you need A, B, C, and D. And then if you don't have them, then you should definitely either like look forward to like getting said checklist items or at least um, take that gap year. He, he did mention you might have to take a gap year if you can't get it done within your four years, which honestly, a lot of, I feel like a lot of professors aren't very real about that, where they'll tell you, yeah, 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 you can get it all done within like your four years of undergrad, but not everyone is built for that. And he's like a very passionate professor as well. And that's the first half of navigating the BME department. Join us next time for another BME emotional breakdown.